Hiya, welcome to Faith in the North. I'm Claire. And my name's Martin. We live in the Northeast and want to wrestle with faith and life. And we wanted to share with you the chats that we have about life and faith. So this is our podcast. We hope you find it helpful. Thanks for joining us as we continue our journey. Hello and welcome to our podcast. Hello. Well, we're going to do things a little bit differently, but we're going to start with Weather Watch. It's warm and some might say it's tropical outside. It's not tropical at all. It's <laughs> it's um it's very blustery, but it is it's you know, it's relatively mm. warm. You go out, you open the door and you think, ah, it's all not what I expected. There you go. So we're gonna reflect a little bit on doubt. Mm-hmm. Now I think there's a, a couple of things that it just came up this week in conversation. Yeah. Uh, and then we were reminded of a talk that you did. Yeah. Um on quite doubt. a while ago on doubt. So what we thought we'd do is we'll just do this little intro, we'll listen to the talk. Uh, and then after we've listened to your talk, we'll uh, just reflect back because we might have changed a little bit. You might have changed your position uh, and then we'll go from there. So this is a talk that I did um, at our last church, Great Shelford Free Church, about probably about a year ago now. OK. Um, so it's been recorded, so we're going to listen to that again. It's right. only about 15 minutes and then we'll have a chat. OK. Okay, I'm going to be reading the first reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 20. You don't have to turn there, but if you would like to turn there, do that now. John 20, 19 to 31. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And and with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Okay. I'm going to read one verse from Mark 15, 33 to 34. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. 
And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lamak sabachthani, sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, at this point, I have debated saying, okay, does anybody here have, has anybody here ever had any doubts and got you to raise your hand? But then I thought that wouldn't necessarily be the best idea, so I'm going to leave that one. Instead, I would like to say, have you, heard the, have you heard the words before, are you sure about that? We might hear that question from our loved ones or from our computer when we're about to delete a load of files. It's the voice of healthy doubt causing us to pause, question, reevaluate. This can be really helpful and save you a lot of problems. When I was a teenager, I would come downstairs ready to go out and my mum would say, are you sure about wearing that? And doubt would set in. Similarly, I've caused my children to doubt when I say, are you sure you don't need a coat? Today, we're going to be looking at doubt and what it means for us. We've heard about Thomas, who often gets called Doubting Thomas. The word doubt shares its roots with the word duo and double, giving the sense of being in two minds. Before you doubted, you were in one mind. You simply believed. Now you are in two minds and it is an uncomfortable place to be. Sometimes we can feel as if doubt is the opposite to faith. However, Richard Raw argues that far from being opposites, doubt and faith are actually correlative terms. He says, I worry about true believers, true believers, who cannot carry any doubt or anxiety at all, as Thomas the Apostle and Teresa of Calcutta learned to do. People of great faith often suffer, suffer bouts of great doubt because they continue to grow. And Mother, Mother Teresa experienced decades of doubt throughout her life, which was revealed in letters after she died. As we read in our reading earlier, Jesus himself had a moment of doubt when he felt abandoned by God and cried out, my God, my God, where are you? Oh, sorry, have you abandoned me? Rather than seeing doubt as a opposing faith, another approach is to see that doubt is actually a vital part of faith. Healthy living things do not stay the same. They grow, they change, they adapt. As we go through the life of faith, God will be at work refining our beliefs. If we never doubt or question, we will never be open to the changes God wants to bless us with. Dostoevsky wrote, I believe in Christ and confess him, not like some child. My Hosanna has passed through an enormous furnace of doubt. Thomas is a good example of someone whose beliefs change for the, for the better through doubt. As Dostoevsky said, through an enormous furnace of doubt. As a good Jew, he did not believe that a person could be raised from the dead this side of the end of the world. At least, if it was true, he wanted to see the proof. 
Thomas was the kind of person who said what he felt. He was honest about his questions and he didn't hide them. We can and should doubt. But we should also doubt our doubts. Author Graham Greene confessed to having mixed feelings about religion and Christianity. However, he told one journalist that when he read the story in John's Gospel of the two disciples racing each other to the empty tomb after Christ's body had disappeared, he felt that it was authentic reportage. It was, he went on to say, that enabled me to doubt my doubt about the resurrection. That enabled me to doubt my doubt about the resurrection. Like Graham Greene, like Thomas, like Dostoevsky, we should not push down our doubts. Instead, we should doubt our doubts, holding them up to the light, holding them up to God. Talk to trusted friends about the ideas you struggle with. Listen to a variety of perspectives. Allow God to take you deeper into them. Brian McLaren, who has written a book called Faith After Doubt, says, I know that your doubt feels like a dead end, but wait, wait, endure, persist, do your work, see it through, hang in there, trust the process, and it will become a passageway, a birth canal. You actually need this purgation and unknowing to prepare you for a new depth of living, knowing and loving. There is much that deserves to be doubted. And if you really care about the truth, you must pursue it using doubt as a necessary tool. Jesus doesn't reject Thomas for doubting. He comes with the proof Thomas has asked for. And Thomas, true to his character, immediately allows Jesus to transform his thinking. He obeys Jesus' instruction, admitting that the time for doubting this belief is over. He worships his Lord and his God. There will come a times when you and I have choices like this. And I don't know about every one of you, and I haven't asked you to put your hands up, but I doubt there are times when I have some really significant doubts about my life, about my faith, and I think many of us here have doubts. We may not have all our doubts removed when we come to Jesus with our doubts. We may not be able to see the fullness of the answers we seek. But having doubted well, we are then invited to take a step of faith and to choose to believe deeper in Jesus. And that, I believe, is what we can do. We may doubt but we can come to Jesus and he will be with us in our doubts. He will shine light on our doubts. I now want to um, invite you to close your eyes as I have a, a reflection for us to do together. So please close your eyes and imagine for a moment that you are in a park at twilight. 
The trees are getting darker, shadows are getting longer. The birds that were loudly tweeting have quieted. The twilight moves to night time. It is dark on the path. Out of the corner of your eye, you see something shadowy moving just off the path. How do you feel about that shadowy movement? What do you do about it? Sometimes doubts are like shadows on a dark path. If you let them stay on the periphery of your vision, you can start to get quite scared about them. However, if you address them head on, go and look at them, you will most often discover that they're not as scary as they seem. On a dark path, the shadows might just be a tree, a bush, some other harmless thing. It may even be something delightful, a tree of great beauty, a fox. When you look at your doubts directly, their power diminishes. What doubts do you have in the periphery of your vision right now? It might be to do with your faith. It might be another issue of your belief or ethics or something to do with your family, job or health. If you feel able to, bring one of those doubts into the light and consider it head on for a moment. Own the fact that the doubt exists. Just take a moment to pause there and consider this. Now bring that doubt to God in prayer. Talk to him about it. What do you feel God might be saying about that doubt? Are there things you need to do in response? Do you need to talk with a friend, read a book, go back to the Bible, continue in prayer? Are there other actions you need to take? Or do you simply need to be aware of it to sit with your doubt? The Bible says, cast all your anxiety on God because he cares for you. Take a moment handing over these doubts and anxieties to God. He wants to help you with those burdens, to help you work through those doubts. Father God, I pray that you would be with us in our doubts. And I pray that we would be brave enough to look at them, to turn to the side and see what is casting those shadows, what is perhaps eerily coming up in our periphery. Let us turn around and face them, knowing that you are with them, with us. And I pray also that you would be um, the torch to shine on our doubts, a 
torch a light to shine on those trees and shadows. I pray that your light would come with us through the doubts. You would shine light on them. And Lord, some doubts are hard to move away from. They're sticky and they don't leave us. And so I pray that you would stay with us with our doubts, that you wouldn't leave us by ourselves with our doubts, that you would stay close to us, helping us not to be afraid. I pray that you will bless us all now. Keep us close, close to you in your presence. Amen. Thank you. Well, let's um, just reflect a little bit on that. It was, um, yeah, an interesting talk. I thought the, so just having listened to it again, the kind of doubt your doubts thing jumped out at me. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I thought that was a really um, interesting phrase. Uh, and I think what it led you to do is that just willing to see them, see your doubts. Yeah, absolutely. Just hold your doubts in front of you. Um, there's a phrase... Um, in psychology, uh, what resists persists. Ooh, now say and more I into that. What resists persists. What explain resists that. Persists. So, the things that you resist, the you know, the thing, the thought that you resist thinking about, mm, okay. tends to persist and keeps coming back, and um, you're actually much less likely to get over it because you're resisting it. You're hiding away from it. Mm, okay. Whereas if you just turn around and face it. If you hold that thought or that issue or whatever's going on in your life that you need and you need to deal with it, then yeah, deal okay. with it and you can move past it. And I think that's really true with doubt, um, that if you resist doubt, if you run away from doubt, uh, your doubts will be mm. much more frightening. And I guess this is image of kind of squashing everything down, isn't it? You kind of push your doubts mm. down and... Uh, is that where that kind of resist persists come from? Are you kind of just You're pushing it down. Them? So I guess it's kind of a you know psychotherapy that um, you know pushing it into your subconscious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So doubt your doubts. That kind of that did um, sort of jump out at you. Um, some of the quotes and and things that you reflected on. Um, it's always good to quote. Um, who was it? Dos I can't Dostoevsky. <laughs> who? Say again. <laughs> Dostoevsky. Yeah, I'll say that. And um, so, um, yeah, obviously someone you know spoke. Tell me about them, him. So he was a Russian novelist. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. Sound Russian. Yes, <laughs> a fantastic writer. Um, hard to get through. Okay. But um, but full of gems in the process. Uh, and you had a little yeah. gem there. Um, and so where where do we come from with doubt? So, I, there's lots of different people who approach this in different ways. Mm. I think what I I kind of reflected on it's those people who just won't acknowledge doubts or, or kind of acknowledge that it's okay to doubt, you know, just this, yeah. you know, I, I do meet them in the Christian world where they're just straight up, no, everything's fine. And that's really tricky when you're a person who has doubts. So yeah. I know that I, I went to pray with people and they couldn't understand uh, what it meant for me to have doubts because yeah, okay. they, in their faith, they just, didn't doubt or they didn't acknowledge that they doubted and yeah, okay. um, you know everything was as it was it was lovely it's how we sing songs on and worship on a sunday morning and isn't that great but they couldn't acknowledge that actually um that uh, that or they couldn't understand yeah. that i actually might be struggling in my faith and i might be having doubts um you know and i th i think it's um really valid even just to say it out loud now to say that it's okay as a christian 
to doubt that God exists. Yeah, okay. I think, um, I don't know, do you remember Mike Pilaracci, um, yes. Soul Survivor? I remember he did a talk on doubt some probably 25 years ago now and said doubt, you know, we all doubt. He says, sometimes I even doubt that I, when I get up in the morning, I doubt that I exist, mm. um, let alone whether God exists. Wow, and I okay. think I think it's okay to acknowledge that we have doubts about our faith because um, God is not seen, visibly yeah. seen. So it's quite hard day on, day out to, you know, to always, you know, believe mm. that, that God even exists. So it's, you know, how we have each other, how we have the Bible, how we have the Holy Spirit. These things help bring us back to our faith. But mm. Thomas was filled with doubts. He had spent so much time with the Lord. He knew him as, you know, his friend, his savior. And yet, you know, after the resurrection, pre-seeing Jesus, he, he doubted. And Jesus didn't give him a hard time mm. for it. No, he didn't. And I guess well, what, what leads us to living out of faith that is unwilling to question our doubts so what kind mm. of is it a personality doubt because some people are just confident no I'll, i know my stuff i'm just going to do this and we never question mm. whether it's faith or whether it's i know car manuals you know it's the same thing it's kind of just yeah head down i can't question you know i just yeah. know what i'm going is that it or is it just something inbuilt within the christian faith that says no no you just you can't doubt anything. You just need to believe and everything will be okay. I guess what's the root? Is it a personality type or is it part of our church language? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's probably a mix of the two. Oh, it's always I think a mix. there's, I know, I'm, I'm always sitting on the fence. I think there are people who their personality is just not one that allows yeah, for okay. doubt. They, they just people, certain people have very black and white personality types. So they, you know, believe everything has an answer. And then you have other people on the other side of the spectrum where I'd probably find myself, which everything is very grey and there's seldom a fixed answer to anything. Mm. So you put those people on the spectrum, then you bring in the fact that we're all Christians in faith and say, you know, we've, we follow the Bible, we believe that Jesus is Lord, but some people will believe Jesus is Lord, but they'll have their questions and their concerns and other people will believe Jesus is Lord and it's black and white and there's no room for questions. Mm. And I guess that, you know, kind of, yeah, you do see that, don't you? People unwilling to question stuff, unwilling mm. to kind of um, bring out a question or acknowledge that there's a question. I mean, the the thing I think I did, I, I might have stole your um, faith, faith and doubt aren't opposites. I think I did share that a little while ago mm. uh, on a Sunday um, and obviously you stole it from someone else. But this idea that, you know, it's just faith and that you know that a healthy faith is a healthy understanding of doubt mm. um, and they're, they're not opposites no and um i stole it <coughs> as you put it yeah, you i object to this i am um, no, you did quote it i quote it rather than i stole it um i quoted richard raw the wonderful mm, yeah, richard okay. raw um who said that doubt and faith are not opposites mm. they're correlative terms and i think that's really healthy when you start seeing doubt as a process part of faith of it. it's yeah. part of faith it's yeah, working okay. together with faith you have doubt and doubt is moving you on in your faith yeah. and that's so that growing it's like a muscle isn't it it's kind of mm. it has to be used and gr if we just if we kind of squash everything down you know it will never go anywhere but actually faith and doubt working together you know yeah. helps our 
kind of spiritual muscles grow. Which in is interesting. We've, we've been to the gym today. Oh, we've, you dropped that. Yes. I didn't drop that one in. Um, I'm quite excited as we joined the gym this this last week. <laughs> and we'll see if I'm still going in, in another week's time. But it's uh, interesting. It's hard work. Is it? And I don't particularly like no. hard work. I'm generally <laughs> averse to exercise. Um, but, you know, you're on the cross trainer and... I keep debating giving up and I keep saying, no, just go a little bit further, a little yeah, bit yeah, further. Okay. But I keep debating giving up. And I feel like um, like exercise is a good metaphor for faith and doubt mm, because okay. you want to give up because it's hard. You have doubt, Oof, yes. but you keep going and that produces faith. And after faith comes resilience yeah. and, you know, being able, you, know, you are stronger, you're stronger, you mm. know, physically. Physically, you get stronger the more exercise you do and it becomes easier. Um, but also, you know, in faith, you get you mm. get stronger in your faith by persevering through doubt. And so there's another gym analogy there as well. Yeah. And you can go to the gym and you see people obviously a lot fitter than us. You yes. Know, just That's everybody for <laughs> me. That is like literally every but single person there is obviously fitter than me. And, and what you can get is disheartened, can't you? You can do that in church life. It's like, oh, well, that person has everything sorted. You know, and you yeah. think, oh, well, I'm not like that. I can't be like them. And it's the same with, you know, when I've done running and you see someone who runs past mm. you, it's like, oh, really? You know, I kind of thought, yeah. And we get into this comparing ourselves and, and it's, you have to switch that off, don't you? And it's yeah. like, it's our faith journey. It's our know that we need to grow and learn through our relationship with God and we can't compare ourselves to other people that will destroy your no, faith in some ways. Yeah. I mean comparing yourself is is pretty much never a good thing. No, but we do it so much, don't we? You mm. kind of you know, rather and I think that's some of that imagery of, you know, kind of um you know, the great cloud of witness stuff, isn't it? You know, che- you know like cheering each other on, mm. you know, for the you know, some rest perseverance. The same with our faith, isn't it? Let's not compare ourselves to each other. Let's be cheering each other on yeah. uh, and acknowledging um, that faith and doubt are part of that. And that the opposite uh, of faith is this certainty, isn't it? And you yeah. say, well, that's certainty. And there's some things, you know, you see that, don't you? It's like, well, I just, that car works in that certain way. I'm certain mm. of it. But a walk with God is not a certain thing. It's a faith thing. It's always yeah. a faith thing. Um, there's elements that could be um, provable and you know that mm-hmm. we can you know wrestle with but ultimately it's a step of faith it's yeah. a journey of faith it's never not that yeah um, uh, and that's part of it and I guess uh, I love your little meditation at the end I thought that was good I forgot you did that thank you um, and this kind of idea that we have you know wandering and we've got all these big nasty doubts wandering out in there. the twilight yeah just yeah, nasty absolutely. doubts and they're going to get me and they're going to catch me and mm. you know i won't be able to overcome them um and then people like dawkins you know you've got any dawkins come in and he just tries to expose this kind of yeah uh, stuff and it's if we're not careful we just don't we don't appreciate some things are just that we accept on faith and that we have to wrestle with that faith mm. um and they can't necessarily all be provable provable and that if they were then it wouldn't be a faith journey well i do i you know i um i'm glad that that re- that meditation was helpful i yeah. think um, it was helpful at the time um to people however i still i'm i know i did it but i'm kind of looking back and thinking though it's a bit difficult because i was encouraging people that actually you might want to turn around and turn your torch on the shadow on the tree yeah. and you'll see that it's a tree now the only difficulty is with that. Uh, what if it's not? With in faith, we um, 
we sometimes won't see mm. when we turn our full attention around and face things. There are times when we'll still be left with doubt. Yeah, you know, okay. we can um, we can doubt that God exists and we can, you know, listen to people like Richard Dawkins and um, Philip Pullman or the militant atheists who so much want to discredit our faith. And those doubts seep in. What if, what if God is just a psychological construct, etc. Um, and that, that poses us with a problem because we have to live in the tension of not having answers. Now, there's also, I think, in almost everybody's faith story, there are things that they can look back on and see. Ah, God worked there. I know God worked there. And you hang on to that. And and again, you know, we hope that the Holy Spirit mm. is is there sustaining us. But, you know, we still, you know, there was, no, I think somebody said to me once, wouldn't it be great if um, if God just flew a, flew a plane across the sky with one of those big long banners saying, <laughs> I am here. And, you know, we don't have that. We still have to act on faith. Mm. And it is it is always a faith, isn't it? It's not going to sudden, you know, the journey, our Christian journey. Uh, and, you know, we, what am I trying to say? The, the, that kind of shining that light on your right, it doesn't always expose, you know, that our lights are dim. You know, mm, it's not that we've yeah. got the best torch in the yeah. planet. It's we shine something, but we see things so dimly. I think the phrase is we see through a glass darkly. There you go. Um, I think we very much yeah. see through a glass darkly. And so when it comes to doubt, we need to be aware that uh, for, for many those doubts may not go away, but that doesn't mean we can't journey through faith. And actually, they we'll become stronger, yeah. but carrying the doubts with us. And that's that muscle thing, isn't it? That's that growing. And you know, if we just ignore it and we don't acknowledge it, then you know, we don't grow. Uh, it it becomes grow. a nasty, monstrous shadow if yeah, we okay. don't acknowledge it. If we resist it, it persists as a mm. nasty shadow. So we want to be shining our torch on doubts as much as possible but just being aware that we see through a glass darkly mm. and it's the flip side isn't it you don't want to get so focused on you know that your whole f you know the, all the doubts lead on everything mm. but it's this you know, as we walk in journey and faith you know we are acknowledging that these doubts come along but i know i suspect some people hear this and think oh no that's really i don't want to question you know you kind of yeah. i can appreciate yeah. because you know if you've if you've resisted a lot, yeah. you've squashed it all down and someone says, no, no, you can, it's okay, you can bring all these things out into the air. They'll be like, oh my goodness, you know, it yeah. all comes tumbling and out. And some people, again, personality type, might just not doubt. Yeah, and that's okay. okay. If, that's, yeah, if so. that's you, then, you know, I'm slightly envious of you. <laughs> um, but, you know, but that's that's great. I'm, yeah. I'm happy for that. Yeah, it's an interesting, wasn't it? And I think um, that addressing that, speaking to them and acknowledging them is really important and that's part of you know like i said a healthy journey well it's been good to do something different yeah and good to readdress uh revisit something uh, that you shared uh a year or so ago because uh, i think when i you know we were talking about these things and you know we all question that we have doubts we have mm. you know i do myself the stuff that comes up and people think well just because you're a minister you won't have any doubts but you know we all do you know? yeah and uh yeah that's i think that you talked about um mother Teresa and those letters that were discovered and yes just this other side life to was, someone you know absolutely riddled with doubt yeah and that's really interesting isn't it that you just look at the outside of someone and you think they have everything sorted but you know there's a 
uh, a kind of legacy there of mm. someone who did great things but wrestled deeply mm-hmm. with doubts mm. uh, and some of the darknesses. Well, I think we'll draw it to a close. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to revisit your talk. Uh, thank you for joining with us. Uh, and I'd encourage you to uh, have a reflection and think through those doubts and question them. Uh, and doubt the doubts. I mm. thought that was a really good phrase. Doubt the doubts. God bless you. Okay, thank Take you. Care. Bye-bye.